going to start recording. You know that knot on Jean-Claude Van Damme's head? Have you ever noticed that really noticeable knot on his head? Yeah. He got that from Dolph Lundgren. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Dolph just clocked him. Yep. And then basically lectured him on... Yeah. That's what we should... I, I would do, do you, that. You guys do know that Dolph Lundgren is the baddest human being that's ever lived, right? I mean, that's yeah, like... Cause that he dude can, had won his first MMA fight at age 50. He, he can <laughs> kick your ass, and then he can explain quantum mechanics to you. In seven languages. And make you feel dumb. So yeah. you're dumb... But you just got your ass kicked. Yeah. He By just, a guy who's about 50. Yeah. He's like... He will break you. Yeah, he, he will. will break you with his mind and his penis and his... <laughs> <laughs> wow. He just dick smacked you. I mean, this dude dated... Uh, um, uh, oh, yeah. I'm so bad with names. You're what is happening to my brain? You're the worst with names. He dated that person this that time. You know, uh, this is what happens. And I love so Grace Jones. So okay. he did, oh, he dated Grace. Well, his street cred just you, went all the way up. Can you imagine if they had a child together? It would have been nine feet tall. <laughs> I think it would have just it would have just busted out of the womb. I know, just Superman like, style. I'm surprised he didn't date Bridget Jones. Bridget Nielsen. Bridget, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, Bridget Nielsen. Oh, but like how how bad? Because she was um, boning Stallone at the time. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard that story? Do you know no, how they I met? Didn't, I didn't hear that story. <laughs> Stallone was, had been dating the same woman. I, he might have actually been married at that point, but he'd been with the same woman for years, but she really wanted to meet him. So she found out what hotel he was staying at, and she sent, she gave like one of the bellboys nude photos of her to give to him. And he like, so the bus, the bus boy went up, <laughs> slid her photos under his, his, uh, the door of his hotel room. You like immediately call the desk. Like, do you know how much smarter you have to be, like pre cell phone generation, like in order how to, how in, to, and to slide in someone to someone's DMs? DMs? Yeah. <laughs> you have to slide under doors. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's how you got it. Uh, like the rock under my door, which I'm fully okay with because then we got Rocky uh, three and we got uh, excuse me Rocky four. And we got uh, Cobra, which is my favorite film of all yeah. time. So, like. so, that, so that's what I want to do. Like the, the badass, quote unquote badasses of, 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 of cinema. I want to do the top ten best and top ten worst or five worst of uh, Jean-Claude. Because I got to include The Quest, which is just like the, <laughs> the worst reboot of like wannabe reboot of Kickboxer and Bloodsport put together. I had so such high hopes when they first announced that. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But there I, is, would, I would have put in Time Cop. Oh, I saw Lord. Time Cop in the theater and He's I like, loved it. Based off of a Dark Horse comic book. Yeah. Well, the quest has boobs in it. It does. All right. Well, I'm in. <laughs> I think that's its saving grace. That's its own. But that, but that being said, welcome, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Have we been recording this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. That's any a conversation little, that That's a little, uh, little pre-sample of our, uh, our, our other podcast. Do you want to announce the name? Yep. We're going to call it Going Commando. Oh, patent pending. The Going Commando Trademark. Movie Podcast. That's right. There the we Going go. Commando Movie Podcast. Because it means either the movie commando, which is great, yeah. or it means you're just not wearing any underwear, which is also great. And it's a podcast, so you'll never really know. You'll never really know. Until keep, we start recording. Keep you guessing. <laughs> Unless I catch my zipper uh, uh, on the podcast, that, and then that's, you'll know. That's, that's the Bean of the Franks. That's the, <laughs> Frank, the Frank and Bean Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so this is our roundtable. Uh, yes, this the, is our roundtable to week? the Texas Podcast Massacre. That's right. Uh, I'm Tank Rodriguez. Joined me by the experts of horror and the co-host of the show, Derek. How you doing? Hello, James. What's up? <laughs> so, 
Hey guys, what did y'all watch this week? Hmm. I have to start. Do you start? I watched Audition. Yes! At James's recommendation. So I guess my my like synopsis of audition is what the fuck did you make me watch? Dude. It was great and haunting at the same yeah, time. It will fuck you up for a it while. Was terrifying. Yeah, dude, especially because she's this beautiful little petite Japanese woman, and uh, then she's sawing people's feet off. It's and... not even that. Oh, that's it's, hot. It's the barfing no. in the ball. It's a barfing yep. in the bowl. Yep. Oh, it's I, every it's everything. It's everything, but that did, that got me worse more than anything. She she feeds her captor by basically every night like barfing into this dog bowl oh. Oh, and wow. making him eat it. Oh wow! It's fucking terrible. Hey, when you're hungry, you eat anything. All right, guys. That's, I can't talk. <laughs> tell human centipede. I do. Oh, the cuttlefish. Hey, where did you yeah. watch it on? So I can watch. Did you? Or, I watched on Shutter. On oh, Shutter. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Like I said, tell me that first sequence though, where like you know the movie's just a normal movie until he's talking to her on the phone. And so then... I totally forgot about that. We even just talked about it mm-hmm. in the last podcast about the bag moving yeah. in the background. So I wasn't even paying attention for it. I was like, you're right. This is like a romantic comedy to like start off with. Like it's like a really bad like '90s com- '90s romance movie. Yeah. Like, s- sleepless in Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, and that bag starts moving, man. I just scared the shit out of me. Um, nice. But it is a total mind fuck. You yeah. are absolutely 100% correct on that. Uh, oh, dude. And I loved you and hated you for it all the, no, same, no, no. All well, the same time. That's what, you know, tell my wife. That's what, yeah, sure. More disturbing than, uh, than, than old boy. Oh, boy. Oh, abs- oh, I mean, old boy's more of a psychological, like, oh, that's messed up, that ending. Yeah. But this is just, like, disturbing the whole oh, way through. Well, wow. like, all right, I would say the one thing about the ending of old boy is, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it could happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, realistically, it could happen. I don't it's know like science. It's like almost scientifically proven. Like when they meet back up, there's yeah. like some weird shit going on yeah. in their heads. But I mean, I uh, yeah. They've actually yeah. They've actually yeah. said that there's a theory. Yeah. And if you research it, you'll see a lot of like stories about like moms defending their love for their long lost sons. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, yeah. I've read I've, <laughs> I've read a couple articles about that. People that are like, yeah, it's a whole thing of a like se- separation of like adoption or something. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know, basically. Weird. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, different structures. But this isn't the Dr. Phil show. Yeah, this isn't, yeah, we're, we're not getting that weird. But, yes, I, I watched that. Um, which I just, yeah. I'm glad you watched it. Yeah. You, what, anything new, or did you rewatch any, anything? Well, one thing your... we haven't talked about on the podcast, which I'm actually shocked about, is uh, Castle Rock. I haven't started it. Second season, Castle Rock. Um, I watched the first episode. I two. really enjoy. I actually think it's better than the first season, like leaps and bounds. Um, I think Lizzie Kaplan is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, Tim Robbins is awesome. In every scenes he's in, he steals the movie. There's this whole. I mean, there's a Salem's Lot, and I won't go too much into it. But there's a Salem's Lot connection to the season. But I don't know. Damn it! I wish I could talk about it. I'm gonna ruin anything for you guys, but it's really good. Well, let's um, have let's have an, our, our, like an our own episode about it. I'll start watching it too. Sure, I'll, I'll yeah. get caught up, right. and we'll have Fair a enough. whole I'll, episode. I'll get, to I'll get caught up on it too. It's it's literally sitting in my queue to watch. I just and I keep meaning to watch it every time, but I really it's one of those shows I really I'm gonna sit down and watch it. I want to make sure that I'm really focusing on it and like not being distracted by other things. So um, have, that's, have, that's half the fucking battle. Yep. Has anyone seen Doctor Sleep yet? I did. How was it? I, I personally really liked it a lot. Um, a good yeah. continuation to the Yeah, to the I think Mike Flanagan does a really great job in, like, he's just really good at producing supernatural 
like horror. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, considering, I actually kind of liked it almost, uh, I hate to say this, but like a little bit better than The Shining, actually. Wow. Like, well, I mean, yeah. I just, my brain just exploded in my skull. Um, I, I love The Shining. I do. It's a scanner's um, moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't die. Yeah. I thought, I thought the actors were on point. I think any, everybody they picked for that role, like, was exactly as I would have pictured it um, from the book. It was just really well done. And I think it talked a lot to, it gave a lot of context to, like, Nicholson's character, like, and his madness and I, I so I think it kind of shed a little more light on stuff then yeah I, want, I really want to see it the it's unfortunate the news about its box office uh, returns has been kind of disappointing so um, which make I mean I don't I mean I've read things from like you know there's been two like not enough people care about the shine anymore which I find ludicrous there's people that say that it's uh, that um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi um, Ewan McGregor is box office poison these days, which I don't know if that's a fair assessment either, but it's sad. How? I don't know. There's a lot of people saying that's his what did, fault. What did he make that was so bad? I don't know. I don't know. That's whack. But either way, it's unfortunate. But I mean, I, I, I plan on seeing it. Like it's hard, like I said, it's hard when I have, I have a sick mother and a seven-year-old in my house that I have to watch. Um, so I don't get out to go to the theaters as much, but... Right. It's not one I want to, you know, stream a torrent of. I want to actually go see it in the theater, gotcha. um, which I can't believe I, even, I still haven't seen the, uh, the Lighthouse, which that's really bumming me out too. Yeah. Um, but you know, I that, I feel like that's gonna be like that'll be out soon though. Yeah. So like I feel like you can just catch it on. I just feel bad because I want to support that kind of stuff in the theater. Yeah. Um, to ensure they continue to make movies like that and not make you know. You can give me money now. Uh... In lieu of you going, and I'll go see it for you. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> Give you the abridged version, exactly, and bootleg it for you. I mean, no, <laughs> we're not. We doing do that. not condone piracy here. <laughs> That's right. Unless you're talking about the uh, swashbuckling Kai. <laughs> swashbuckling. <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> there was something, uh, man. So I was listening to the other podcasts, as I always do, and. There was like something that you had said in the last podcast. I was like, I really got to ask about that or we have to elaborate on that. And just like your th- brain when it comes to, to names, yeah, names, it totally escaped my fucking mind. And I probably will touch on it later. What, 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 uh, hmm, I can't, I can't think. I don't remember what it was. Well, Honestly, like I could not for life me think of what it was, but clear as day this morning on my way in, I'm like. It wasn't a Little Caesars thing, was it? No, though that's always funny. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I mentioned I had a story about a Little Caesar story, but that I will share off podcast because it's involves people I know. And anyways, gotcha. it's pretty funny. It's not. I mean, a story for another day. Another day, but um, yeah. Well, if you remember, remind if you remember, uh, let me know. Yeah. Okay. We, we did have other. So, oh, so like one thing that. All right, this is kind of segues into some of one of the topics I want to talk about tonight is when. Series should just hang up their hat, like yeah. and kind of you bridged on it last week. We were talking about the Wishmaster, yeah, because it was on my list, and you were like, "How many are there?" And then it really got me to thinking uh, about all the series that have extensive, extensive amounts of sequels to them. And my brain was in two places because one, I f- was listening or I was watching like a podcast a while back or, uh, or a YouTube video that was documenting all the Puppet Master movies and the fucking plethora of movies there yeah. are 
and like the crossovers. And I was like, ah, like when is enough enough of this type of movie? So that kind of disappoints me. Like to hear like when somebody's like making another one that's just going to be like a another turd in an already full toilet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I hear well other said. ones where like I read an article this week about Scream Five being considered for Spyglass Media has picked up the rights to it. Yeah. And they're, it's potentially going to be in production. And that got me really excited because I love that series. And I thought there was a lot that they could still continue to do with that. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of other people are like, uh, just hang it up already. Um, so I just thought it was a good topic of conversation of like, when is enough enough um, at the end of the day? Well, that's, a, that's an interesting point. Um, and we'll get there. I just want to give a quick shout out to some peeps. Sure. Our Lithuanian peeps. Oh, hey. Our Poland peeps. Oh, Poland. Yeah. Nice. Uh, United Kingdom, and there was others. Uh, let's pull it out real quick. That's what she said. Uh, oh. <laughs> bump, bump. Let's see. Where is it at? Oh, I put it in the main group, right? Yep. Yeah, let's do this. Because I want to give credit where credit's due and think. Oh, yeah. So United States, Lithuania, Argentina, United hey. Kingdom, and Poland. Uh, always a shout out to Janie. Who has my back for They Live also wants to be on the podcast. We'll be on soon. And uh, Janie, we would we'd love to have you on our podcast. We're not going to talk about They Live. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Just saying. The whole, man, for, you your be, be, for your benefit. Anybody can be not. on the podcast and be wrong on the podcast <laughs> for prosperity. That's right. Wow. That's uh, and, then, <laughs> and then, of course, Blair. Baked by Blair. Yeah. Uh, is going to be on the podcast? No, she's not going to be on the like, podcast. No. I was like, she better bring some bacon. A- a- active listener of the show. And she actually said if, uh, I guess this, this would be considered a sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, if we do mention her name, she will pay us in sweets. That's right. Um, so I'm dead. Blair, 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 Blair. <laughs> every, time, every time we say her name, we get a cookie. And that's it. Guys, if you're in the San Antonio area yeah. and you like treats, like yeah. delicious treats, yeah. after you eat your meats... You know, uh, go to visit on Instagram at baked by Blair underscore. I can yeah. give a fin- like a completely honest. Uh, um, so somebody else uh, I work with um, actually had one delivered here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like some kind of like banana bread or something, and yeah, but pancake. started eating it and yeah. was raving about how good it was. Yeah, completely unsolicited. Unsolicited. Ever- yeah. So e- even yeah. if even if Blair never brought treats to us, That's I would right. say the ones that I have tried. Are phenomenal. San Antonio area. She does deliver. She does accept Cash App and all the other yeah. you know methods of payment. At Instagram, baked by Blair. That's B L A I R underscore. And the information is in the description down below. Yep. All right. A baking genius. Now, uh, now that we took care of the business, uh, what were you? Oh, oh no, I was just going to say. So, like <laughs> in this day and age. First off, it's, it's kind of funny to me because I, I always wonder, like, I was watching uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and I'm like, how did this movie not get a sequel? I mean, it didn't do great at the box office. It had more of an impact when it went to home video and stuff. But, like, that movie could have spawned a million, you know, sequels. Meanwhile, there's how many Star Wars movies? How but many? they've been trying. Like, I, That's there true. was I rumors mean, well, like The, the, the Rock was going to remake it. was going to remake it, then The Rock it was going to be, like, not a direct spinoff, but then it, The Rock was going to be... Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, which like, makes no sense. But like, who did he have sex I would say, with? that's none did of his DNA. Grace did, Jones? Was it his, like, adopted son? <laughs> but, um, 
But the thing is, I was thinking, I'm like, it feels like in this day and age, like, the smart thing to be, do, especially if you're a studio, is if somebody's going to pitch you a movie, especially a movie that's in, the, in, like, the kind of genre, like, unless it's, like, a period piece, like, war film, um, you know, somebody's coming with you with, like, an action film or, a, you know, a, a special effects sci-fi film or a horror film, I think it would be the first thing as a studio to be like, okay, do you have, do you have a, like, do you have a long-term plan for this? Like, if we were to say, hey, we want do two more of these, do you already have an, Im- an idea of what you would do mm-hmm. with a sequel? And put, put the onus on the filmmakers so that they could be like, well, actually, yeah, if I did, like, long-term, if we were to see the story go further, I would like it to go here, here, and there. They have it be pre-thought so it's not just like a cash grab after it does well and then you get other writers or directors who try to put their input in and it sort of feels disjointed right. like i feel like it should be sort of something that at the film's creation yeah. it should be a for in this day and age it's like you know you, we can talk about the good or bad of sequels and franchises <laughs> or whatever but it it seems to be if you're if it's something that we live with it's something that the studios really like sort of expect to get their return it should be something that's forethought, like a forethought at the beginning of the film creation. That's my take, but no, I mean I, t- I totally agree with that, <clears throat> and that's I think a lot of filmmakers do that, or they have a vision that they want to do something for like either oh a sequel or a trilogy. I mean, what sucks too is like they make their movie under the premise that it's going to be a trilogy, mm-hmm. and I use Happy Death Day as an example exactly. because it doesn't get made, and then you get to the second one and it doesn't do as great, and then they just pull the plug. So it's like. One, that sucks. It sucks for you as the, the viewer because you're kind of excited. If you like the movie, you want to see a third one. Like, yeah, maybe it didn't do great, but you don't know that the third one's not going to do amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's what sucks about it is I hate to see one movie. And the middle sequel is always the one that's like I feel like doesn't do the greatest. Except um, for Back to the Future. Uh, yeah, I mean, Back <laughs> to the Future, Godfather, Empire. Like, there's... I mean, there's definitely sequels that like far surpass their, yeah, their, outliers, their originals. Yeah. But in most cases, like you look like any trilogy, you know, the second the second one tends to be the one that dips, tells more of the story, then you ramp back up for part three of the action, you know? So it kind of pisses me off when I hear like uh, filmmakers be like, oh yeah, well, I wanted to do another one, but... But to me though, that's the lesser of two evils. I would rather have that be sort of a disappointment where a filmmaker's vision didn't get completed, but the films we got were solid, rather than a great movie comes out and then some half-ass, you know, uh, unoriginal concept for the seat. Like, I'd rather have two solid films and a failed third right. than have one great movie and a bunch of shitty, unima- yeah. un- like, original or unimaginative sequels. Yeah. I but, mean, but then you but I think of d- Halloween is the perfect example. Yeah, but then you have a double-edged sword, right? Because then... If your filmmaker's so desperate to want to produce their their second act, and they get picked up by another studio that doesn't have the budget or the time, you can still end up with a half-ass sequel, anyways. Yeah. Well, the majority um, of the times, you know. too, if you ever most, especially in the horror genre, um, unless it's like the producer, it's the producer's baby, like a James Wan. Um, most of the time, you get the first film is written by somebody who it was like their baby, their thought. But then the second one, the studio just hires some like writer for hire, some fucking you know young kid that's just trying to you know get a job, who it isn't the original filmmaker's like ambition or their vision, and like you end up with some like odd, You're like Annabelle. I, I actually so here's full disclosure: I have never seen one Annabelle movie. I mean, I've seen The Conjuring, but I've not seen any of the Annabelle okay. movies. Well, I will say this much: like. And I wasn't a huge fan of the first Annabelle movie. 
um, knowing the story and I've been to the war museum. Like, I don't know. I mean, I just didn't like, I didn't feel it. The second one, I liked it a little bit more. I actually like the third one better than any of them. Um, but it's just one of those things that like, that is a series just going to give milk to death Yep. to be like, Annabelle goes to Rome. Oh yeah. Annabelle gets an exorcism. Annabelle in space. Yeah. <laughs> Annabelle in the hood. No, but like we joke about that, but when you talk about movies that potentially had sequels, um, there are movies that like potentially have had derbed thoughts about putting him in ridiculous situations. I think there was even a conversation about like Amityville in space because yeah. it was like a like Chucky in space, like yeah. because Chucky's a, an object, like. Could have been put in a fucking time capsule. Could have been Chucky in the future. Jesus. Um, so the thing is, like, I don't mind when a filmmaker tries to do something wholly, or, like, takes, like, a stale property or a property that's been doing something and tries to do something original with it. If it's done with, like, intelligence and, you know, with, like, a clear vision. Um, but a lot of times those just, like, either piss off the, the fan base or they're half-assed. I mean... Outside of Derek and myself, there's not a lot of Jason X fans out there. <laughs> um, great example. There the, should be, though. Yeah, I agree. But I think uh, on the inverse, which would be movies like Bride of Chucky and then Sea of Chucky, which isn't as beloved. But like, I personally <laughs> don't really like... I mean, I see why people like Bride of Chucky. Um, I know, like... I, I, I think it's entertaining. I like, I like Bride of Chucky. Just but throwing that out there. it's so... It's so far removed from the what original, it was. The original concept. That's like it's it's like. So, I mean, I don't know. So, so, so but I, mean, I do I do get why people love Brad Chucky. But yeah, but I mean, it's its own genre of like this campy campy corniness of horror horror movies. But then you look at the first one, and it's like a, it, you have the intellectual, the smart movie, yeah. and then it just like. Now we're just it takes itself seriously. It's got a silly concept, but it takes itself seriously. Here's what I like about Brad Chucky. Um, is that it inevitably opened up the vein to introduce Jennifer Tilly's character. Yeah. Um, which Thank you. Is a big which, part yeah, of... And more like, Jennifer Tilly in life. Yeah, Jennifer... Yeah. Do you know she's 60? So that out there? Tell this. I don't care. I, I don't care either. <laughs> I, no, I was just saying, like, wow, I didn't know she was 60. Yeah. Um, Very good poker player, too. But, but when you go into, <laughs> like, uh, the cult of Chucky and the curse of Chucky, which... Those were direct. They didn't go out in the theater, right. which... It's stupid. I don't know why they didn't, but that's okay. Uh, well, I mean, I, mean I, I do get... I mean, They, they probably made more money doing it. Right. Direct. And they're yeah, like, right. they're like, you could see the, the drastic yeah. decline, uh, decline in, in just production value because they didn't have a budget. But I actually really liked... I really liked them too. Yeah. And, I, and I liked the fact that they were able to tie in even the not so great seed of Chucky. Yeah. Like, into the mix. It's not I like... It's, uh, that was the ugliest... <laughs> the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It's supposed to be ugly. It's supposed I, to be I, I understand... They, Made it time. Kill it. Kill it. I, I don't like it. I don't uh, like looking uh, burn at it. it. Burn it. Burn it in a fire. I just like it smokes meth already. Like. I know. <laughs> I just I just wanted to know why like why Glenn had a British accent. Glenn did sound like she was a Southern debutante. That's the only one. I, the fucking Stewie. Yeah. yeah. And then, like. <laughs> and it, God, see, Chucky's so bad. Anyways. So, yeah, it, it's okay. Like if your series is predominantly good, and you have one outlier, that's one or two outliers of the whole series. It's not great. It's forgivable, like if you can bounce back from it. But if you can't, like, just pull the plug. Just pull the plug. My, my, my thing's always been, it's like, if you're going to, I'd rather you put your money and time and effort into a new concept of a movie 
than trying to like like fart on us and, and, and put a crappy you know yeah sequel. well like the thing is we every, most audiences can smell a cash grab and it's like if it feels like it's done without any sort of uh, true love for the property just yeah. as like hey let's make another one to make more money audiences can smell that and they'll shit all over it what sucks is though is when an artist does does try to do something original with a, a series and take it in a new direction and it's a great movie but the audience is so fucking pig headed about well it's not what I had before are you also talking about Season Hall of the Witch oh I thought you were talking about Halloween too no um, well that, but that I mean that's, but yeah Season of the season Witch is a prime example yeah prime example um, uh, Friday Thirteenth, like part. It's a part five. Part five is where the fake Jason, right? Four Friday, or five. Oh yeah, five, yeah. Five. Yeah. Well, that yeah. I mean, that pisses me off too. But but, but then ah, on, the, on the flip side, it just doesn't make it. I mean, on, on the flip, they killed his son. On the flip side too. But going back to what Derek was saying, it's like why why do they make so many puppet masters? They fucking make money. Yeah, they make like, money. They, I mean, yeah. if they wasn't making money, they wouldn't make. See, per, but see, puppet master is one of those like. As bad as some of them were, like they were, it's, ne- they were never great to begin. Yeah, with. they were never. The, I mean, yeah. I, 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 dig I grew up yeah, on Puppet Master, but shout out, out to Rick's video all, outside of the first one, <laughs> which you know, you know, had this sort of like weirdly Europe. I mean, it was filmed in Europe because Charles Band. That's the only place he could make movies. But like, it had this like really kind of like intercontinental European feel. Was that full? Moon? We were talking about this with Castle Freak, right? It's yeah. a full. It's a full moon. They had a produ- production, production company was company in, in Italy in or it was in Europe. And, but, so, but the first, you know, first Puppet Master felt like its own thing. And then after that, they just got like, oh, we're just going to keep doing this. But then they started getting in with like demons and all sorts of crazy stuff. But and then they had a crossover with demonic toys. toys. And then they did the Littles Reich and the yeah. Axis of Evil. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what pissed me off about the Puppet Master and the amount of... Uh, movies it has in the series is not the amount of movies or like how kind of lowbrow they eventually get it's the fucking continuity of it all oh well that's the other thing because they change with every movie the original storyline and characters and backstory and like so you're not really watching a sequel you're watching like a re-imaging of the first one that branched the sequel but you never saw that re-imaging in the first place because they just change it behind the scenes and then like they go from being almost sympathetic characters, you know, to just straight up villains. And I mean, that's, that's exact perfect example though, of like, you know, the Halloween franchise. It's when you start making so many movies where you just start contradicting your own continuity or trying to reboot. Like that's the whole thing with all these goddamn superhero movies. Um, that I just, it's like comics themselves. Anyways, are problematic because they're sequential. Like they're an ongoing sequential medium. Yeah. So, like, you, at some point you have to keep reinventing your history, otherwise these characters would be 600 years old. Right. So, in that same way, like, with the comic book movies, just constantly having to reimagine themselves and, you know, it, it sort of, you know, wears out its welcome. When horror movies start doing it, it's even worse because, you know, um, as films, as fans, like, if we watch these movies for years, we sort of, we'll, we'll take each film and sort of accept its universe as it is, then some movie will come in and be like, nah, actually, I disagree with all that silly shit, so we're going to reboot it now. And as film, as fans, you're like, sort of feel cheated because you're like, well, why did I watch these last three if you're just going to throw all that continuity out? Which is super nerdy, but I do get that, that you know, frustration. I don't like that concept. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but like, if you throw out like a new Batman movie, I love it. It's like a new chance. I mean, we, we have a I mean, Joker too. It's like, 
Like, I know it's, you know, we're not talking about horror, but I mean, yeah. like, you, you talk about a Batman movie, like, I love seeing a reimagination of it. Except kind when, of. Except when you give me Ben Affleck. <laughs> See, I, I mean, I'd rather have Ben Affleck than, uh. He's gonna kill it, I promise you. What do you mean? Rob Pattinson, you mean? No, no, he's gonna, no, I'm not oh, talking yeah. shit about Rob Pattinson. People show Rob Pattinson because he was in a movie they didn't like. People are so stupid. Anyways. They haven't seen any other movie. Yeah, he's a he's, good actor. He's a badass actor. Yeah, he's a great yeah, actor. Um, who cares? He was in a... The audiences are stupid. Okay, let's People get are that stupid. Yeah. Especially you're if, you're if you're listening to this, you're smart. You're, everyone else yeah, is yeah, stupid. If you're not listening to this, you're an idiot. You're a poopy head. <laughs> but if you're listening to this, you're awesome and you have great taste. Um, but like... Well, because that I'll, I'll, this will lead into the topic I w- was going to bring to this round table in a second. So I'm going to leave that on the table okay. for a okay. second. We're tabled out on the table. Yeah, table that we'll, on the table. We'll finish this. But what the thing is, like, I just want, I want the, the I mean, eventually, like you said, if a movie's making money, they're just going to keep making them ad nauseum. So at that point, it's not even, I mean, they're just going to do it. If it's making money, they're going to do it. So we're going to get, you know, uh, the 13th installment of this franchise even though the last six have been terrible to, like, fans, well, they made money, so they're going to keep making it. My just thing is, like, I don't... So how does that change, though? I mean, because you have to go to Hollywood, you know, and, and go through those... People ladders. have to... St- I mean, the only way to change it is people have to stop going to see shitty movies. That's yeah. it. That's the only way you can change it. Yeah. People have to stop supporting bullshit. But isn't, like, shitty movies kind of... It's, like, an own kind of... No, I don't mean, well, like... There, so there, there are... There are, like... There are B movies, yes. which I think are its own, own genre, and then there are movies that the intention is they they think that they're good, but they're really terrible. Gotcha. And Any the film only person made that by knows absolutely. they're terrible is the audience absolutely. because they watch it, but the director still thinks they're fucking great. Right. Any movie that's made by a committee and not made by a single person's vision that's working with a team, but it's like you see they had like Nine seven writers and like yeah. which is here, here's another thing that would make movies better again. It ties into your thing. Throw out the MPAA. That's like yeah. throw out oh, the MP, MPAA um, in the rating system because that is like every like great horror movie I've ever heard a backstory on is like we would have this really great scene and we had to cut it. We had an additional fifteen minutes of footage, which your movie's only an hour and a half anyways, but we had to cut fifteen minutes. Hashtag because, stop the MPAA. Um, and that's the thing is like I, I think that's what you want to talk about or segue into yeah. is like is PG thirteen horror. Yeah. Um, it's just fucking rating systems didn't exist before the 80s, and it was just fine. People could use their discretion about what they wanted to see. And so you had to send maybe every Good. occasional exorcist to a movie to bless a theater because people thought you were going to yeah. get possessed. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun to me. Um, I mean, that we could, I mean, censorship and all that stuff is a, a whole, huge topic I could talk about all day. But, like, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just, like, there's actually a great documentary called This Movie is Unrated about, like, the MPAA and all that bullshit and all the... Idiot. It, anyways, we won't go there. But um, <laughs> I don't want to get too heated. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. Is now here's my thing. So yeah, I did want to talk about um, PG thirteen horror because it's been coming up in my social media a lot. Especially they announced the Black Friday or the Black Friday the uh, <laughs> the Black Christmas. Uh, I, again, it's not even a. Re- I don't know. It's just the, a movie with the same name because it's going to be PG thirteen. People start losing their shit, and I'm like, look, man, I don't care. If a movie is PG thirteen, if it's good. Now the thing is, all these, the problem with the horror community is, a lot of people in the horror community, the most vocal people, have a very juvenile, one dimensional idea of what is horror. If it doesn't have gore, if it doesn't have excessive amount of blood, that's not horror, <coughs> which is idiotic. Like the most of the films that 
created the genre when he would be a PG at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, if that. Yeah. yeah. And there's movies, they're like, I guarantee you, all these people online are like, PG PG-13 horror sucks. They probably all own and love, um, you know, like, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is a PG-13 horror. Amazing. Yeah. So it doesn't matter about the quality, the rating of the film. You can even do... Texas Chainsaw Massacre has no real on-screen gore. It has no... like the if That, you could justify that film as being a PG-13 film. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's how you make the movie. It's the quality of the film. Tremors, right? Tremors. I mean, Tremors. there's... Final Girls. There's tons of these movies yeah. that are like that came out that are, you know, considered, um, you know, true horror or whatever. But they they're PG thirteen or sometimes even PG. Um, it doesn't matter. What matters is the quality of the movie. And if you can tell, in fact, I mean, you know, all these people like, oh, I love Lovecraft. Oh, I'm a big H.P. Lovecraft fan. Well, the thing is, Lovecraft um, himself, like his whole ethos is like, it's scarier to not show people things. Let them create the image in their head. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that, like, and I'm, I'm saying this from somebody who loves, I mean, take a movie like Dead Alive slash Brain Dead. I can't imagine that movie without the gore. Right. It's sort of ingrained into what the film is about. Right. But that's, that's that movie. You take another film um, like the original Nosferatu, which is terrifying. There's no gore. There's no boobs there's no profanity but it's a great movie so it's just i mean there's a a lot of great i mean you know yeah successful like the ring yep mothman prophecies haunting lady and why other sixth sense mind you you know whatever you want to call that but um there's a lot yeah there's a lot i mean that's the thing is like it to your point a lot of movies that existed before the the whole concept of the rating system would not be based on today's standard considered R. Yeah. Like wouldn't even come close. Yeah. And they still they're still great movies to boot. Yeah. Like, yeah, I totally agree. Um there's just a lot of people out there that are like, if it's not R, it's not horror. Which is but insane. like but just like horror, it, it's got a spectrum to yeah. it, right? And so you can't exclude one. Can't say, well, supernatural is not horror because it's got a ghost in it. It's gotta have a killer, you know, or Oh, because you have aliens that it can't be horror as well, right? Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of elements to it that I think that it, you know, thanks. make up the genre. Huh? Think, thanks for that burp in the ear. Oh, that's what I do. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's sound that's, effects we do live. That's true. No, that's a, that's a good point, man. I mean, I, I'm actually surprised about how many freaking movies there are. Yeah, it, like, because and here's the thing: if you made everything R. Nobody. There's no nobody, challenge. Nobody. Yeah. Number one, what is the point? Because people who want their kids to see it are going to see it anyways. Mm-hmm. But two, you're going to limit an entire subset of potential future horror lovers that may really love Ooh. love the film. Yeah. That can't get in to see it because yeah. it's got an R rating. Good on it. So point. like yeah. you're you're cutting up like so at least be PG thirteen. Like anybody thirteen and up can get well, it. And, Solid point. Well, so and that's the thing though too. Like. It, I, I mean, never saw me when I was a kid, but I'm just saying. Like, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, yeah video rentals, like, just, yeah. That's what Rick, Rick, Rick's, Rick's, Rick's rental video didn't care. I appreciate it. As that. long as it wasn't behind the little curtain, like, I could rent it. That's right. <laughs> uh, Sometimes they didn't care about that either. Yeah. But <laughs> I wasn't as lucky. Um, but, you know, and, like, I understand the, like, the rationale behind why people get upset because they feel like, the studio is just trying to make more money, which is yeah, it's a business, idiot. Like they want people to see the movie, 
But you know, at this point in, like you know, as the Joker just the Joker film just hit a bill. Yeah, like the dude, like one of the most it's the most successful R-rated movie of all time, and one of the most successful movies of the year. Like people will go see R-rated movies, but like that doesn't mean Joker wasn't great because it was R-rated. No, it was great because the film is good. Like. It, the rating itself means dick. Like, but there's a lot of people out there who je- are gore hounds. Like, they literally just want the gore. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not saying those people aren't entitled to that opinion or that's that no, they're, they're. You like what you like. Yeah, I mean, but, I like gore too, but but yeah. just don't say that one other person's opinion to have something that's not yeah our gore filled. It's pre- they don't say it's, it's predicated on yeah. its rating. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. nothing. It's the quality of the film because that would be. The, I mean, that'd be the same thing. Uh, like, say, oh, because you like this movie, you just like torture porn, and it's not really. It's not really horror. Yeah. You know? Which I, mean, that's, I, I you know? that's the thing is like, in my social media, I have like older, like, you know, like horror fans that are older than me in their 50s and 60s. I've got kids in their like, you know, 18, 19 year old kids. So I have a big mix of like people in my horror community and their different opinions. And I got, I have like guys that love like the Universal Monsters and stuff who think like torture porn is worthless and like, and they're, they're entitled to that opinion. I've got 18 year old kids that think like, you know, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is goofy and silly and not scary at all. They're entitled to that opinion. Like, it's teach their own. But to say that just because a mo- any movie that comes out with a certain rating or of a certain genre is bad is nearsighted. It's, and it's fucking, it's, a, it's an uninformed opinion. But yeah. Just again, like saying you can, never get a, you can never get a good burrito at a gas station. Just because it's uh... a gas station. Thank you, Stripes, uh, for offering your two for uh, your uh, two burritos for two dollars, uh, because I love it. My butthole doesn't love it, but I do. <laughs> I there you go. All I'm saying is that, like, no, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter where it comes. Yeah. Where it doesn't matter where it comes from. Like, if if you enjoy it, it's still good. And I think yeah. to your point too, like, I think sometimes it is a generational thing, right? Like, um, kids growing up nowadays watching horror. You know, they, they probably think that it's, like, all just the R-rating stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't watch that baby bullshit PG-13, yeah. but, like, but I never they're cared. missing the point. I never cared growing up what, what it was rated. I, I never fucking paid attention I, to that. I like, never, growing yeah. up, if Even it looked good, I'd watch it. More so as an adult. Like, I'll watch, you know, if it looks good to me, I'm going to watch it. I, I I had no idea that Joker was R-rated. I mean, granted, I get it now. But going into it, I didn't know. And then until, like, the news, you know, like, uh, you know, when it's, like, first R-rated uh, superhero movie or whatever, yeah, or comic book. successful comic book movie. Comic book movie hit a bill. I was like, I don't care that it's R-rated. What is it having, having it to do with being R-rated? Anyway. But, yeah, no, I, I like your point that you made as far as, like, you're hindering, hindering potential yeah. horror fans from actually going seeing it, you know, on the weekends when their parents don't want to go with them. They, they're looking for an outlet for something. Yeah. And you're hindering that part of, of, of that, you know, of that culture. You know, and that community from ever growing and expanding. I, I, I personally hate this whole, like, oh, society's become too PC. Because at the end of it, like, the PC culture has arisen because there are people, uh, oppressed people, whose, whose opinions, whose lifestyles, whose, uh, you know, their, their, even their civil rights have been trampled on. And, sure. you know, it comes from a good reason. But I, you know, growing up in the '80s, like, you know, like, I remember being like, if you like, there was an R-rated horror movie that you wanted to go see. One of my friends' dads or even moms would be like, "You guys want to go see it? I'll buy your tickets and you guys can go see it." Oh yeah, all the all the time. Like yeah. literally, my dad would yeah. do that. He would like buy my. He would walk up, one please. Because all they care about is the parents' permission. Well, they, like, yeah. who cares? Like, um, I mean, nowadays, like so, they they don't. 
do that. I mean, no. Oh, yeah, you got to go in there with yeah. them. Yeah, like, why I take my daughter? And I, I do that with her friends, too. Like, and I'll go, because I don't care. Like, I'll go watch a movie. But, like, I took him, which this was kind of like, it was R-rated, which is kind of ridiculous. I took him to see Annabelle Goes Home. Um, but I was like, fuck, yeah, I'll take you to go. Like, I'll, I'll go with you. And they're like, so are you sitting with them? And I'm like, I'm like two rows back. What am I going to do? Like, pep talk them through the whole thing? Exactly. Like, no, you, like, you got this. Don't it have to um, be quiet during a movie? Like, no, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I'm the parent that does that because I'm like, hey, as long as your parents don't care, like, I don't know, I'll go in and watch it. I think it's dumb. Like, I may, of course, I don't mind watching it because I like horror movies, but if I was a parent that hated it, like, that would suck for me. Yeah, yeah especially because, like, for me, when I was a kid, the movies were sometimes also too sort of like a babysitter. Like you're hanging out with your friends at your friend's house and the mom or dad or be like, hey guys, I have to run errands. Uh, you guys want to go see a movie? Sure. We went and we'd go see, you know, Police Academy 6 or whatever. So yeah. this was out. But it was like a nice little like, why are you laughing? The yeah. Steve Gutenberg thing last time. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. School well, he wasn't in part yeah. six. So. Yeah. I mean, that was always the thing. My parents, both my parents worked like full-time jobs, stay on their business. And it was like, hey, I'm going to take you to the video store, rent, like, three or four videos, get a deal, like, hang on at home, watch the movies. Like, so yeah. that's what you do. You hang on, watch them, order some pizza, watch, like, a, you know, four or five hours, six hours worth of movies. Like, next thing you know, your parents are home, you know? That I mean, was awesome. I mean, that's... I mean, didn't keep me out of trouble, but I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> hey. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I feel like, as a kid, um, I was really, like, I was a, I was that kid that was, like, hungry for the next thing, like... I just wanted to see, like, it, it was like a new horror movie. I didn't even give a shit what it was about. If it, if I saw the trailer and the trailer looks scary, I was like, I need to see this movie. But, you know, um, and that was like, a, I mean, some people might say to my detriment, but, like, that was really important to me, and I feel like that was part of kind of developed who I was as a person. That's exactly what Derek was saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I would read Fangoria. Mm -hmm. I would read the issue. I'd read about things that were coming up. They would always have the upcoming list. Like, I'd highlight those fucking things. Like, that magazine did not come out a whole lot. A yeah. whole lot. So, it was, I think, it eventually went quarterly. Yep. And it was so exciting to see, like, those. And then you read about the next thing. And then you get your next list of, like, the next quarter, next three months uh, of things to look forward to. So, like, back in the day before there was internet and before you could, like, just Google something that's, like, three years in post-production. Like, you heard about it. You were literally waiting for the next magazine article to, like, see if the date got moved or got... So many movies I read about that just got like shit canned in the process that just never came out. But it, that was the fun of it. And what's, and what's the harm? You know, like the long term harm, like as far as like if, if they allowed kids just to go see R rated movies, you know, like it's not what they, you're, I mean, you see that. You're going to have two schools of thought on that. Yeah. You're going to have people that are going to say, well, you know, the teenage mind is fragile. And they can't handle that level of violence. And but with parent permission, you can come in. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I I mean, I literally grew up. My mom didn't give a shit. I still remember watching the Corsican Brothers uh, on HBO when I was like eight, and there was like boobies in it. And my <laughs> mom was just like, whatever. Um, uh, which is be, anyways. Um, but so, but like, I grew up with, you know, I would watch. Lethal, Lethal Weapon movies, whatever. Like, just, it didn't matter. It was like, I, I was mature enough, I guess, to be like, separate. And it does, seeing some dude get murdered actually sort of like helped me work yeah. with empathy. Be like, oh, that sucks. I feel bad yeah. for that guy. Like, yeah, like watching Faces of Death, right? Yeah. Like, I watched Faces of Death and, and it was terrible things on yeah. there, but. I watched Faces of Death with my, 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 my dad. 
Yeah, but it didn't make me go out and be like, well, gee, I really wish I, when I grew up, I want to be part of that firing squad. Yeah, that exactly. Looks awesome. Yeah, no, like it made me feel bad, and I think it made me more of a, to your point, like I think I'm more empathetic and like pa- like right. pacifist human being. Yeah. Like I was watching the uh, ID channel the other night, and they had this whole thing about like killer siblings, and these mm-hmm. siblings that like wanted to, they were researching like serial killers on YouTube, and they murdered their family, and they wanted to go on this rampage of like trying to like check up the serial killer list of like who they who they could be but i I think to myself like that's you know and they would watch youtube videos and they would do youtube videos and columbine and stuff like that but i I think to myself like my wife and i were having this conversation it's like would those kids be any different if they were like watching something different you know probably not no no kids are probably fucked from the get-go yeah like and have issues like those issues were there regardless of whatever they watched. Yeah, maybe he gave us some ideas, but they, I mean, they could have watched Home Alone and decided to booby trap their house. I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. There, I I don't want this podcast to get too political, but I will say that there is many studies that link uh, psychopathic behavior and acting upon psychopathic behavior with a strict religious upbringing. So, I mean. You know, uh, nature versus nurture will always be a huge discussion as yeah. far as that kind of thing is about propensity propensity towards violence and acting on violence and then psychopathy and stuff. But at the end of the day, like it's not it's not horror movies, man. Yeah. It's not. It's never going to be. Yeah. It's we not, said that before. P- people have been doing fucked up stuff long yeah. before the invention of yeah. cinema. People will ever, find any ever excuse. Existed. You know, I mean, I I don't think that Caligula like <laughs> existed just just because. Of the fact that, no. like, you know, I mean, like, exactly. it's just all terrible stuff existed in humanity and history long before stuff was even recorded. So, like, I've, it is what it is. And there's, there's always going to be fucked up people. I've said this before, but, like, like if a psychopath, it, a psychopath doesn't need to see Hostile to get ideas. He could see a scary episode of SpongeBob SquarePants and take inspiration from that. They're going to find inspiration wherever yeah, he is. see SpongeBob jump right out of his own skin and be yeah. like, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Go watch the fucking news. Oh, well, yeah. that's the thing. You know it? what I mean? Right. It's and, like... and that's that's the thing that irritates me is like when people want to point the finger like horror um, and say Look that at that's the real world shit that's but going like, on. But like, you will not shut off the 6 o'clock news no. like when you're eating dinner. So like, Which is 90% bad news. How, how's that, it's, how's yeah. that any worse? Like, And that's real life. Yeah. Like, if anything's going to terrify you, I mean, hey, you know what? Like I said before, I mean, I... I have watched so many horror movies. Yeah, I feel like I could escape from a lock trunk. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty easily. And I mean, the thing is, like, I feel like the majority. And I think we've mentioned this in previous. Like, as far as my experience, the majority of diehard horror fans I know are some of the most gentle, caring, animal loving. Abs- absolutely. Like you know, and even the actors that played horror movies, probably some of those gentle people yeah, I've met. Yeah. Well, you know, ultimately, I think one thing about horror is that like. It's always been a mis- misunderstood genre, even going back to the you know, um, 30s and 40s, where like, um, you know, people thought like that stuff was going to lead to depravity and like people, you know, they're going to lead to murdering in the streets, and um, or even like worse was like when they think, oh, that's just a only idiots, submorons, and children watch those movies. Um, but like at the end of the day, like it's a genre that will always be around because it's, it plays off one of our core. Probably one of our most, uh, you know, important emotions, which is fear. There's a lot that goes in with fear, self-preservation, and all kinds of things. And um, I feel like, you know, it, you know, we'll see waves of like popularity in horror. Like right now, I feel like there is a horror popularity boom. I think it's, you know, um, 
you know, it's not as like mainstream. Like it's not like the eighties where horror movies were at, like top of the 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 um, uh, like genre. The you know the top of the box the, office. Box office. Thank you. Welcome. I should not be on a podcast. My brain is riddled with a. Well, we thank holes, you for but, your service. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, I feel like you know there was a time when it dominated the box office, and but I feel like just it's. I don't know if it's a youth culture movement, but I see horror stuff now all the time. And, like, yeah. it's getting more licensed than it ever has and stuff. But I feel like, you know, maybe in a few years it won't be as cool to like horror movies. Um, but it's always going to be around. And it's going to weather idiots who think, like, PG-13 isn't horror. It's going to weather people who think that, it, you know, watching horror movies will turn you into a psychopath. All that stuff will come and go, but horror movies will always be around. And you know why? Because it makes money. True. Do you, do you, but do you think, and, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, I'm not taking a side here, yeah. but with PC culture being, you know, uh, you know, on the rise, which is, there's a lot of good things coming out of it, I get it. Uh, do you think that hinders the creativity of people being scared to put out certain types no, of because think of No, because think of it like this. Um, first off, I think like when somebody forces boundaries on anything, you're, you're forced to be more creative. And, I agree, and, 100%. Um, first off, I, one thing about the PC culture with horror is like it's giving more avenues to different voices. Um, you know, um, like in the past few years, like Middle Eastern female directors have come out making amazing horror films. You know, you have the popularity of obviously Jordan Peele. Like the more voices included, the best. And if that's because of PC culture about, and like saying, hey, there's an awareness that... All for it. But, yeah. you know, like if... Horror will always be an un like it will never be a PC medium. Right. Yeah. Um, it just can't be. And and I think too the one thing about horror is that to me it it welcomes the most diverse group of people. Yep. Um, Absolutely. In there, and I, I've seen more people with disabilities represented in horror movies. That's right. Right. Like whether either like playing the role of like. Like Hills you know, Have Eyes. Yeah, Hills Have Eyes. I mean, I, I think of like uh, a guy played played uh, Tiny. And House of Thousand Corpses, Matt yeah. Morash, um, who had gigantism. I mean, he was in a whole bunch of horror movies. He was yeah. in a great movie called The Dead Hate the Living, yeah. um, which was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was in a whole bunch of movies. He would have never found, in my opinion, like in mainstream um, modern cinema, found an outlet in, in which he could showcase his talents. And mm -hmm. he, he was great. Um, Although he was in uh, Big Fish, so. Yeah. Okay, yes. But that's Tim like, Burton, though, so yes, he's Tim, also... Tim Burton, so, like... Yeah, he's not a... Yeah. I feel like he's also, like, more, maybe more of an inclusive, but, yeah. like, you know, you wouldn't find him in the next rom-com. That's right. You know? No, yeah. Where I feel like you you have, like, from the very start of even just, like, the movie Freaks, all the way up until now, like, yep. it's more representative of, like, okay, we can have diversity. Like, you could be gay, you could be straight, you could be fat, you could be skinny, like, you could have disabilities, you could have... You could be non-disabled um, and you can still be represented in in film in the horror genre well no and one thing that you kind of like you, you you're sort of like honing in on there too is that the great thing about horror movies is that you can actually you can actually have a social message you can actually be political without being overtly or heavy-handed with it mm -hmm. you can deal with social issues in a more complicated complex way in horror films than you can in like dramas um, I mean, Romero was doing that all the way back into the 60s when he created I mean, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, and, yeah. you know, Todd Browning and Freaks. Yeah. And, like, yeah. there's all sorts of, like, interesting things you can do with horror because, you know, people will... You, for I mean, all kinds of reasons. You have the elevated reality of all these sort of things that go in with watch, with, with making a horror film or 
the trappings of, of horror films that you can you can play around with that and like sneak in messages or address something not as directly so you're you're sort of cutting out bias right so somebody can watch a movie and you know even though like there's a, a message about how like hey we should treat the homeless better there's going to be a segment of people who just hate the homeless but if you don't come out right out and say like hey we need to treat the homeless better if you can find a way to make that metaphorical in a horror movie that subconsciously can get into people's brains and be like, oh, be more open-minded about that. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't think about it that way. And I know it's kind of like opposite of what we're talking about as far as PG-13 movies. Uh, but do, do you get upset or do you think it's a, a good thing when people get upset about movies that don't include or, you know, uh, it, it excludes certain uh, certain types of minorities or... Um, I don't know if I get really upset about it if the, if the storyline calls for... doesn't call for... Yeah, like that type of character. Like I feel like, like for instance, like when they, when they did uh, Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. uh, I mean they didn't cast an Asian uh, female lead. Well, see that I do have a problem with that because because that existed. Before, it's literally be- also before it was created, and yeah. I feel like that's like purposely it, going against. It's type. taking place. And first off, like if the let look, here's the thing. It's it's based off of a, a, an anime and a manga mm-hmm. where the yet. Yeah, it's that's a complicated one because of the complexity of that character, but she got the most Japanese name ever. Right. So like, yeah, like just cast a goddamn Japanese actress. Like, it, there's because there's no. Okay. But I have you, two feelings in this. I have what my heart says, and I also have my what my rational brain says, which is yes, you should like. On one hand, it is like studios are trying to make money. One right. of the ra- ways they make money internationally is by casting a notable bankable star. Right. So, yeah, wait, I get wait, wait. that. Did you say bankable or bankable? Bankable. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, bankable too. Yeah. Usually, depends, ba- depends on your film. It's behind the curtain. Um, but like, I feel like that being said, why doesn't why aren't there more Asian American female actors? Like, like. Hollywood will only push one thing, mm-hmm. and then they blame like, well, nobody knows these actors outside. You know, like, you know, we need an actor that's well known. Well, why aren't you making more diverse stars? Like, you know, there's, you know, and we've proven that to be the case yeah. in the last like decade, where like we are seeing bigger name stars of color, and 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 yeah. you know, but but, but uh, that does it come at to the point where it's like, well, make your own movie and cast who you want to cast. Well, I, well, that's the thing is too. I mean, there, yeah. I feel like. But again, like, too, like, you know, like, well, when, you know, they, I've heard the argument, like, well, if, you know, like, you know, if you want, you know, if you want more female directors, make your own movie. But they still need producers and a studio and backing and, you know, like. They still need support yeah. to do it. Understood. I, but I, yeah. one thing I will say, though, that does get under my skin is this whole concept of, like, you know, like an able, able-bodied person can't play a disabled person or a, a, a cis actor can't play a trans actor. Because at the end of the day, it's still acting. Like, it does, like the performance is what right. matters. Um, should we give more opportunities for disabled actors? Should we give more opportunities for, you know, people of, like, you know... Different on the, orientation. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I agree yeah. with that. But at the same time, to say, like, I still think if you have six trans actors and one cis actor and you have them all, like, act, and look, it just turned out that the cis actor gave the best performance... Right. You know, right. like, but that's a hard thing. Like, I, right. I don't want to get too much into yeah. that. I guess, I guess, to, to your point, though, I think if somebody created a movie, number one, I don't know if I would know any better if, if an actor or actor should should or should not be in it. Right. Um, 
But I'll say if somebody, for example, like remade Night of the Living Dead and cast Ben, who is a black actor in the original, as a, as a white actor, I think I would be pissed at that because it would lose the entire concept and meaning that was behind that actor, even if it wasn't intended in the initial film. That's a good point, just the whole yeah. Just the whole idea that that set the precedence. It's yeah. not your work, and now you're taken away from it. And, and so that would irritate me because then you would just be like, all right, the ending would be a moot point. And it really yeah. wouldn't talk about the racial or social injustice within that movie. But I think, to, to in general, like a lot of times we wouldn't know. I mean, we hear in the media of like, well, you know, people are pissed that Scarlett Johansson is Ghost in the Shell. And I know it's kind of a different thing, but yeah. like maybe to your point, maybe she maybe she was the best actress for her role. Maybe she was just the most bankable. Maybe they just wanted to be successful. Maybe they just she had a picture deal. Who knows? But I mean, I think if it's if it fits the, fits the movie and it's appropriate and it's not overtly saying I'm not going to hire you because you are X, Y, and Z, no. um, or you're the better fit for the for the role. Yeah. But I'm just gonna pick this person over here. Uh, should, it, should, of, yeah. it should be merit yeah. based. Yeah, but then I mean, with that being said, though, I'll always continue to use Ghost uh, in the Shell as an example. If I'm watching that movie and I don't even have that, even I don't understand what the film is, the context of the like the the, the I don't, like I'm not aware of the manga or that anime. If I'm watching that movie and I see Scarlett Johansson and they call her Megumi, blah blah blah. I'm immediately gonna be taken out of the movie. Like, why does that white lady have a Japanese name? Like, this doesn't make any sense. So for that reason alone, like, is it integral to the story? That's why I, I, I forget the movie, but there was some movie that was, like, based in, like, Switzerland, and they were upset that there was no people of color in the cast. And, like, it's in Switzerland. Switzerland. Like, if they're all Swiss act. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are people of color yeah. in Switzerland. I just think you, I think but you it doesn't go down the rabbit hole with it, yeah. you know? Like, I feel like you can either go to too far to one side or too far to the other. Yeah. Well, here's the one thing, and yeah. I've, I've, this has always been my thing. With, with like social justice issues um it's when people don't pick their battles and then they make their side look super silly exactly for the dumbest thing so you're like you look you're, you're your own worst enemy you had a good point but you took it so far this way that now you seem like a moron right so again it, it everything everything is contextual contextual and has to be taken in its but right again i do think like you know if, if the move if you have a movie about set in africa and all the characters are African, but the hero is white. Like, mm. it reminds me. It's not a horror movie. It just reminds me of uh, the Russell Brand movie, uh, "Get Him to the Greek," where he does a song "African Child," and yeah. he like knows nothing about Africa. Yeah. He just sings about like the apartheid and war. And it's like, well, you're an idiot. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> definitely should not be doing that. <laughs> um, and I think that's just sometimes how people can can go is they can just do something completely out of without context yeah. and. That makes them look more foolish than it would if they went in the other direction. But I forgot. I did watch. I did watch two other movies uh, that I was going to bring up. Yeah, let's let's wrap it back back to horror. No, no, no. It's it's actually goes into PG thirteen thing. Oh, okay, um, cool. I watched the movie Polaroid. I don't even know if I know that. So you probably. It basically was about a like a cursed Polaroid camera. Oh. Um, it sat on the shelf forever it was supposed to be released got pulled supposed to go to netflix got pulled like i don't think it's ever really been released anywhere except for like voodoo um but i'd heard a lot about it so i wanted to check it out it's pg-13 um but it was actually a pretty good movie um i know i hadn't heard a whole lot of reviews and reviews that i think it got pulled because they weren't getting great things to test audiences Mm -hmm. but 
was was a kind of cool concept, and I like the characters. Um, That's a if you it, got good characters. It was PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, and and the second movie. Oh, or did uh, you want to expand on Polaroid? No, I just I was just kind of funny. We were talking about PG thirteen movies and just the uh, just just the whole fact that like this is a movie that I thought was actually for PG thirteen was was actually kind of graphic, um, and it's right, but the idea of like a curse camera was kind of cool. Um, yeah, and it was just yeah. Wherever, oh wait, yeah. So girl takes a picture and there's like an image in the picture and it like. Oh Lewis, yeah, that's called to, Polaroid. Yeah, it's called Polaroid. I thought it was called something different. Yeah, uh, I think it originally was. It yeah, was that's changed. based off of. Wait a second, that's based off of a Stephen. It's kind of like a Stephen King, the Sun Sun Dogs. What is that book? Is uh, it a short story based on a short story? No, it's actually. Is it? I think it's a full. Oh no, it is a short story, where the girl like every time she takes a picture, this. Anyways, yeah, yeah. It, the image the, like there's a shadow in the background. Yeah. It goes from like each. Yeah, um, similar to that. Yeah. yeah, they basically yeah. It was kind of cool. It was just kind of a cool concept. Um, so, it, did they did they have to use the Polaroid like or? So, <laughs> uh, just just for some backstory, uh, it's about a girl like small town. She works in an antique shop. She's kind of a loner, but she's really into photography. And the guy at the antique shop like goes to, obviously it starts off with like the, you know, intro story of the girl uses a Polaroid. And she dies and. Next gotcha. thing you know, it ends up in the shop, and you don't know the backstory of it. Um, but yeah, she's just really she's an introvert. She just doesn't, you know. Um, her father was a journalist, so she was really into taking pictures. Her friend gives her this camera that he got at like some estate sale, and was like, "Hey, this is like a really vintage, like really hard to find camera. They don't make a lot of them." And uh, so she brings her this like party that she doesn't want to go to, and uh, snaps a like couple photos like of her of her friends, like had snapped a photo of the. Uh, you know, her front of the antique store and like the other girl at the party and then mysteriously enough they they start dying and they can't figure out why and she's like, I think it's this image in the picture that's moving from picture to picture and we can't figure out why. Um, but I think the character was just really likable. That actually sounds um, good. I like yeah. that. Because you don't know what to begin. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't gotcha. too bad. It had a kind of a good uh, has a, kind of a good backstory to it, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah, so I thought that was like I'll check that you said it was on voodoo? Yeah, it was on Voodoo. I'll have to check um, that out. Yeah, I'll see how long I have the rental for. If you uh, if you want to check it out, if it's still good. You can you could use my account and I appreciate that and watch it. Oh, sweet. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, We're sharing accounts because you're not a sponsor, Voodoo. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Get on it. Well, that plus I I paid for the rental, so I share it with who I want, when I want. That's right. It's, it's my IP at the moment. It's, it's mine. And did you have a second movie? Um. Yeah, but I totally just forgot what That's it was. That's okay. I totally because forgot what it was. We're, we're, we're going to segue into something that I've been watching. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Cool. I brought it up either the last podcast or the one before that. But fa- oh, I think it was the last one. Uh, Facebook has a Facebook original movie uh, or t- oh, uh, series. The, bur- the Birch. The Birch. I started watching that. I got to say, dumb concept, good acting. Like I, I think that that's actually like from like these no like no unknown actors and actresses. Uh, for the most part, decent acting, um, and it's really quick too. I think it's it's I think it's more geared towards kids, and I get it. Um, it's about a tree. Uh, this and it, it it actually the only good and another good thing too. It's like it, it's messing with my my moral compass because like these girls are. Wait, you, you have a moral compass? I uh, you know. Jerk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I I I do. Um, so he's like, that's that's payback for fucking Trevor's last week. Exactly. 
<laughs> it's going to be a never-ending like Ouroboros. <laughs> So um, these you know, these uh, characters are like they get bullied or you know uh, or they got jumped or they have really interesting you know fucked up lives, um, and the episodes go back and forth between these two characters, and they have this power to um, um, to summon a tree to kill the <laughs> the the, the, uh, the antagonist, and um, I'm like, well, that's not good that these teens are killing these kids for bullying for the most part. Uh, and that's where I'm at right now. I'm actually going to finish watching it and see what I think about it. I mean, again, it's a dumb concept. There's really not a lot of backstory, which is kind of cool. A good, co- you know, I hate when they they spend like an hour on backstory, um, and they're really quick episodes, like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, but uh, it's pretty lame. Headcount. Headcount was the other movie I watched. There we go. <laughs> I've heard bad things about. It's terrible. That. <laughs> that's why I fucking forgot it. As soon as I, it's the most drawn out like anticlimactic movie. I watched about Shapeshifter. They could have done so much cool things with it, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get it at all. <laughs> well, I gotta say, guys, uh, this was an interesting episode. A very good conversation. I think we had. I enjoyed yeah. it. I hope so. That's I mean, good. I hope our listeners did. Yeah, I hope so. I um, mean, do you, do you have people hitting you up? Like, I, and I know this, that was my bad for this this last episode not being out. As no, no, as it no. Did. You're good, man. It was a busy week. So. Yes, it was. Um, but I, but what I found were people hitting me up. Hey, uh, waiting for the episode, just like you. Yeah. Where's it at? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit! And as soon as I uploaded it, I'm like, it's not to do too many analytics, but both those episodes just popped into the top ten. Hey, and I was just like, what the right. hell? <laughs> Make it, making you wait for it. We're not going to put it out That's that right. easy. Yeah, we're going to ding up the carrot a little bit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, like, you know, because um, usually I would listen to them. I, I, you know, I really started want, listening to them just solely to get over being so mortified by the sound of my own nasally voice. Um, so that's why I started. It's but then not I was, Oh, you're to, good, man. Oh, it's, yeah. I, I can't stand it. But um, but then I started, and I actually started enjoying them to the point where I was really like, I was like, when did they come? Out? Dude, I sat here, I filmed it. Why am I yeah. so excited to listen to this? Hey, I was I laughing, man. I listened to it the other day. I was trying to listen to it while I mowed the lawn That's the other awesome. day, and I was laughing to myself. People probably thought I was a crazy person. Like, is this person laughing? A lawnmower man. Mowing his lawn. <laughs> I did. I, I did. I'm just in my backyard going, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Like, what's he talking to you like? <laughs> Fuck you! I did, I did get a message from somebody uh, saying that I need to spend more time talking shit about people because uh, they enjoyed uh, talk, me talking shit about uh, Marlon Brando and uh, Gal Kilmer. So I was like, well, I'll try to squeeze more shit talking into a... Okay, let's do a negative top ten next week then. Uh, okay. Like worst ofs. So I can't do that. Like, I mean, I could, but... Feel like give the people what they want. Well, let's you know. Here's what here's what I was gonna suggest. Okay, we could uh, we could we don't have to do a, a negative top ten, but what we can bring to the table is uh, the one. Okay, I can do that. Okay, I can definitely do that. Because yeah. I, I think of like three off the top of my head. Yeah, I will not say Yule Bowl. <laughs> no, I, 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 he doesn't even that. exist as far as I'm concerned. Are, are, are alien movies? Okay, let's let's really quick uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. An alien movie, like Aliens from Outer Space, obviously, yeah. right? Horror movie or no? Depends on the movie. Which which one? Well, see, like, that, that's gonna, clown? So uh, the faculty. That's a horror movie. Yeah, okay. I can say a horror movie. All right, then yeah. 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 I got one. Damn, I need to. 
Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> was it the faculty? Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, right? He's well, like, like, like the worst. The worst person in horror was uh, uh, what's his name? Stewart. Uh, um, he did the Daily Show. John oh, John Stewart? Stewart? John Stewart. John Stewart's in the faculty. Uh, he is. And he's like, he's not a bad, he's not a good actor in yeah. that one. How he got his eye stabbed and his fingers cut off there. Yeah. So I like that. But just the way he's like, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> I was like, is this a porno man? Like, what's going on? He's <laughs> like, I just don't order a pizza? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know, you know who Mark Maron is? Yeah. I, I know the name. Yeah, yeah, so Mark Maron actually hates John Stewart because they always went up for the, like, they're both, anyways, they, they, they have a, um, in an episode of another person's podcast on WTF, they have a conversation, and it's really fascinating, and uh, they talk about John Stewart's acting career, and how it, it Mark Maron hates him as an actor, uh, <laughs> but also, like, they were, like, they didn't get, in fact, there's even a lot of tension listening to it, because even at the end of it, they don't, you know, because a lot of times with that podcast, Marion has people on that he kind of used to have a feud with, and they sort of get over it oh, as nice. he's matured. Squash the beef. They, yeah, squash the beef. That's a lot of it. Like him and Louis C.K., they used to be best friends, and they hate each other. Then they kind of resolved it. Did many people. Um, but, uh, yeah, John Stewart was not one of those people he kind of reconciled with. So it was a pretty interesting listen. I will say, not somebody I hate, somebody I love, but uh, you ever notice that Danny Trejo doesn't age? So, uh, you know what? I would. <coughs> he's the same guy. Like I'm going to disagree with you after recently rewatching uh, From Dust Till Dawn, <coughs> and then seeing him now, um, he's aged. <laughs> no, no, but but here's the thing: watch him in Heat, mm-hmm. and look at him now. There's not a big difference. Maybe a few wrinkles. I mean, mind you, From Dust Till Dawn was 1995, I think. I think that graduated the year I graduated high school. So holy shit! Yeah. What the hell? What? I didn't know that. Well, graduated in 2005. Well. 2006, oh. but I was scheduled to graduate in 95. Yeah, I'm an old man. Yeah, well, we're all bad together. What? Y'all look young as we're fuck. I look, I look older than y'all. I know you don't, but it's fine. Uh, there's no country for old men here. Oh, That's man. Right. I'm like the baby. You are. Yeah. I was born in 86. That was one of my favorite years. 84, 85, and 86, man. That's probably why you like gremlins. <laughs> I hate. That's why y'all are so mean to me because I'm the I'm the grunt. That's, that's right. what it is. Hey, man. That's like a little brother. You gotta take it. Like little brother. Brother. I'm the little brother. This is my show. Damn it. <laughs> that one we're on. <laughs> Mom says you have to let me be on the show. <laughs> sure it is. Right on shirts, you show. Well, guys. Oh, go go ahead. No, I was just I was just trying to say I'm trying to think out loud uh, if there was any. Any actors in horror that I, I legitimately hate, but I'll save it for next time. Oh yeah. Do we do we want to talk about what we're going to do next week, or we're going to no, plan we'll, it out we'll, first? We'll, no, we're we'll, gonna, we're, we'll we're marinate gonna, on it. We're going to marinate on it and try to figure out what we're going to do. But we're definitely going to talk about people we hate. So yeah, we're gonna trash talk. Oh man, we're going to give you so much juice and oh, gossip about right. these horrible yeah, actors. That's right. Oh, I can't wait. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this is the Texas Podcast Massacre. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify and uh, f- uh, subscribe on iTunes and give us a five-star rating if you liked it. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks Bye, guys. Ride. Thanks for riding my Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking for the next one, we should do top five.